You are listening to the Generation Gap Podcast. Uh, All opinions expressed here are personal and do not reflect or represent the values or the stance of the congregation in which we all attend. Thank you. Hi, Craig. Hi. <laughs> Craig never talks, though. He's always he was always just listening to her. Us, I guess. This is a bloopers episode. <laughs> Anyways, so this episode we have many missing people. So instead of going straight ahead with our regularly scheduled stuff, we decided to wait. And basically wing it. But to start off, Faith has a topic for us. So why don't you take it away, Faith? Oh, I don't really have a topic for you. It was just a really broad subject that I thought would be interesting. I mean, it's true. It is interesting. But- yeah. Well, maybe uh, something we could talk about is like how... Older people think it's inappropriate to listen to certain types of music that people listen to today. Mm-hmm. That's kind of just the broad subject that I have thought of. Yeah. Or it could be for movies or TV shows. That works too. Mm-hmm. Wait, can I just cut in here? Yeah. Uh, have you guys watched Mulan yet? No. Have you? Faith um, and I watched it today. <laughs> Well, how'd you like that? Uh, you know, it was it was better than I expected, but like my expectations were really, really low. So it was oh. like it was it was okay. Okay. Yeah. It was it's okay. not the worst. But it's is it worth paying thirty bucks to watch? That's the no. question. No, uh, we we didn't we... exactly pay for it. Okay, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, let's just, let's just leave it. Okay. It was still good quality, though. Yeah. Wait, there. why are you bragging about this? We should just leave it. <laughs> um, I, one thing that I think, I guess because you brought me along, <laughs> all of the live-action Disney movies have been pretty bad. So, I mean. Yeah, I didn't like the... the the remade well it's not live action but like the remade lion king yeah yeah i didn't really like it just because it was like an exact copy like i don't i didn't know what i expected but it was even then it wasn't an exact copy either there there were some things that they changed for the worse downgrade (laughs) they didn't have jeremy irons as scar yeah (laughs) yeah they they got what's his face mufasa back (laughs) Mufasa back, but they couldn't get Jeremy Irons as Scar. That's that's disrespectful. I wanted Jeremy Irons as Scar. And to be honest, like for for something like Lion King, they could have gotten everybody back. They could have if they wanted to, but they needed to get that cash in that millennial. I think Mulan was better than Lion King, but it still wasn't great. You know. Yeah. But do you think we have like unrealistically high expectations? Because like obviously we remember the old cartoons that we grew up with and that we love so much, and nothing can really beat that, 
great. So True. it's hard to live up to it. But then again, it's not like even if you were to get rid of all of that, it would still be objectively not that great. So. Yeah, I guess that's what I struggle with with these like newer movies. It's just that like they they they're clearly ways for Disney to re rehash old ideas and make big big money without having to try, try so hard. And I don't want to support it, but I've already seen like two, I think, in theaters. <laughs> and I'm pretty yeah, sure Mulan's really gonna sell like hotcakes. So. Yeah, but there's been so many complaints online. Like, wow, you made us pay forty dollars for this. Yeah. So. One thing that I saw that was interesting, and maybe you guys will have a more opinion on this, is that some people were angry that the default. Sorry, not default, but basically, if you open up Mulan, there aren't any Chinese subtitles. Yeah, I saw Disney that. Plus. But and many like agents is? are pissed. You know what the funny thing is? The what? version we watched had Chinese subtitles, but it wasn't <laughs> on Disney Plus. So um, yeah, it's weird. But... Yeah, it's like, uh, like. One of the things about Mulan, I guess, is just like some of the other Disney princess movies, it's 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 a it's not a Western centered film, so it was a good chance to cash in on that Asian audience who would have loved to eat it up. Especially, and it's it's not an issue for us. It's watching with our parents. If my mom, if my parents want to watch it, they need Korean subtitles. So it's like, yeah. congratulations, you lost like half of your supporters just now. It, it kind of feels like a dumb move. Yeah, I don't know why didn't they didn't think of that. It's almost as if corporate Disney's made up of like rich white boys that really can't <laughs> connect with their audience. Uh, I don't know, just just a thought. Huh. Hmm. Maybe it's a maybe I'm reaching. I don't know. But anyways, back to the original question. What was it? <laughs> it was like maybe how older people or just people in general. Oh, yeah, yeah, censoring media. Yeah, or, like, think that we shouldn't be watching or listening to these kind of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you think, John? I'm just going to call people out. Uh, I I don't know. Well, let's ask this question, then. Do you think we should be censoring media, especially to children, I guess? This, This, I don't know if it applies to adults, but, like, maybe it does. Uh, and then the question becomes a bit more complicated. Okay, the first question is, okay, I'll ask everybody two questions and give you guys some thoughts to think about. The first question is, do you think we should be, like, hindering certain sources of media from children and restricting their access to certain parts of the internet by, you know, giving them, like, a controlled environment? And the other thing is, what about adults? Like, is what we consume from music, movies, books, comic books, all these things, should we be restricting ourselves as people of faith? Like, Does that matter, do you think? Um, I'll give you guys a quick 30 seconds to think about that. And while you're thinking, I'll actually say my quick two, two minutes, uh, two, my quick bit. And it's, um, I don't think, I don't know, 
I don't think I don't know about like a defining answer for this just because uh, it's really hard. Like I, I think everyone should be mature enough and independent enough to know what they consume and how they uh, process it, what they consume. But for children, I can see the merits in restricting certain things until uh, not an age, but until the parents think that the children are ready. Because ready doesn't just because you're you know nineteen doesn't suddenly make you available like on on that day of your birthday make you so mature that you can consume anything that the world gives you. It's mm. just it's a step by step process that I think. Yeah. Well, at the same uh, time, they might decide to consume it anyway, even without their parents' consent. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go down my list. Uh, Jeffrey, what do you think? Um, okay, so for in terms of kids, I feel like we should have some restrictions just because they're so impressionable and like they don't like as kids they don't know what they want they don't they don't know what's wrong what's right so there should be some restrictions I'd say to. Mm-hmm. Well, everything, like violence and, like, you know, sexual stuff. But there's a certain age, which I'm not sure. I guess I guess what the province or, like, the lawmakers have determined is, like, age of 18, right, for consumption of, I don't know, violence, like, extreme violence and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Yeah, I guess, like, 18 is around when the brain is, like, kind of fully developed so i would say around that age is when you can start just letting them do whatever i mean they should be mature enough to decide for themselves and um as for us adults like whether we should be restricting ourselves i feel like i'm leaning more towards no just because of what i said like we're mature enough to kind of determine what's right what's wrong but then again, there's also the side of, like, why would you tempt yourself and, like, expose your, yourself on purpose to these things if you don't want to, like, be influenced by these things? But I'm leaning mm-hmm. more towards, like, you can, you can choose for yourself what's right and what's wrong. Okay. Uh, Caitlin and Faith. Um, I agree with Jeff. I think for the um yeah I definitely think you should censor for kids. Um honestly I have no idea how you're gonna do that. Like because you still want the kids to have their own like freedom, make their own mistakes, but there are there is a lot of stuff on the internet that if I had a child, like I would not want them to see. Mm-hmm. But I, it's really hard because of like we're not China or North Korea, where we're just gonna make everything about the Communist Party, like just so. Yeah, a lot of a lot of that was just like finding my own wisdom in this. Just don't click weird sites and stuff. <laughs> and, um, I don't know. I'm, I don't really have a lot to say on that. Okay. Well, uh, I hey. agree with the censoring for kids, like everyone else. That's a fence. Um, for adults, 
or like over older human beings. I think I do agree with like the like you have your own choice on like watching certain things or listening to certain things. And I understand how like some things on the internet can be like quote unquote sinful or like tempting or you know just bringing up some of your like you know bad stuff. And but then I think that we all should be able to go through like this the same thing of having freedom to make your choice on what you want to watch because mm-hmm. I know that addiction for certain things on the internet is also like a big issue but at the same time like it is sometimes a mistake that you have to learn from and like deal with and cope with with by yourself or with some help yeah okay John? I think at a young age, it's best to restrict the hours that the kids spend on the internet. It's going to be hard mm-hmm. to regulate what they see, but if you can control when they see it, you have some control over the addiction problem because your access is restricted and well, time is restricted. And they have the freedom to choose what they can consume. Mm-hmm. And if they want to expand their time so that they could, like, say, Discord with their friends, post in, like, at night, they'd be able to talk about it and negotiate. What do you mean? Like, with their parents. Decide oh. on what exceptions, whitelist-based exception they can have. Um, what about the second question, John? The adults? Do you uh, think adults should be restricted from? I think, uh, not really. If they want to res- do some self-restraint on the hours they spend, when they spend on the internet, that's good for them. Oh my god, Christine. <laughs> but it's up to them. Okay. One of the most, I think, controversial things is like when, when regarding to music, I remember as a kid, there were rumors that if you turn Michael Jackson's music backwards, you'll hear that he worships the devil or something like that. The other one was like Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin also has that some sort of like cult, uh, not a cult, sorry, uh, what, rumors to it that if you listen to it backwards, it actually worships the devil or, or it worships Satan. And I remember hearing these like rumors as a kid, and I was scared to listen to these songs. But then, like at around middle school or high school, I, when I joined the band and then started playing more rock music, I really loved Led Zeppelin, and I could just that's when like it made no sense to me how these rumors came about and how where these sort of like arbitrary restrictions started coming in. Like, why are some artists considered satanic worshippers, and we should never listen to them? Uh, I remember Jay Z was one of them, but then by that point, I was already so in love with Jay Z, it was too late. So. I, have you guys ever heard of these rumors where certain artists and certain songs were depicted to be like, I don't know, whatever? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of them. Which yeah. ones? Let's 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 name drop a few songs or I, artists. I just remember um, 
I think I do remember the Stairway to Heaven one and some of the Michael Jackson. Yeah, I remember the Michael Jackson. There's a, there's a guy that I watch on YouTube. Uh, he does a lot of music stuff, and there's this one video he did where it's completely based on this, like um, some pop songs and like some older songs. If you reverse them, you hear like certain messages. But I found some of them to be like a reach, but then other ones mm-hmm. are like either intentional or like it. It actually sounds like they're saying it. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I um. And did you did that ever deter you guys from listening to those artists or songs in the past? No. (laughs) No. Nope. I don't think (laughs) my parents ever really name dropped the artist. They're just like. Oh, this is how powerful the devil is, by the way. But I don't think they really told me like, don't listen to Michael Jackson or you'll die or you'll die. One thing that I like one where I remember knowing someone, her she didn't get to watch any of the Harry Potter movies growing up because they were mad magicians and magicians are bad in the Bible. So they weren't allowed to read or watch any of the movies. And one one thing I thought is that she herself was left out of this conversation when everyone else was talking about Harry Potter in, the, in this circle of friends. And I just felt really bad for her because she was left out of this cultural phenomenon that almost everybody consumed. But now she couldn't because her parents didn't restrict her for religious reasons. Now, now fast forward a bit later, I, I met somebody who weren't letting their child watch any of the Marvel movies because it was idolatry. What do you guys think about this sort of restriction to children? Like, and they watch. They said if they were an adult, it's up to them to watch it. But because they were children and they were, I guess, impressionable, they stopped them from watching any of the Marvel movies because you know idolatry and stuff. Like, what do you guys think about that sort of approach in censoring? Uh, I'm gonna ask John first. We're gonna work our way up now. Uh, well, it's not the way I would do it, and it's not the sort of content I'd restrict either. So, not really sure. Because, okay. as I said, time-based and a room for dialogue, that's the approach I think is better. Instead of just forcing them not to watch something. Uh, Caitlin and Faith. Well, I can't really relate to these parents because I'm not super cute. Like, I, I'm not like... like you know, because I've watched these movies and read these books as a kid, so I don't really understand what, where exactly they're coming from, because I guess I understand the meaning behind it, like, oh, magicians and stuff, that's bad, don't, don't watch those movies, or don't read them. But I don't, I really don't understand why they would do that, or how they are feeling, or what their religious stance is so i don't really like i wouldn't personally do it but i mm-hmm. don't understand their reason maybe they i don't know maybe they have their own experience and at okay. the same time this reminds me of like parents not letting their kids celebrate halloween or something hated that i've and seen that i missed out on so much 
yeah. My we didn't I didn't really go trick-or-treating as a kid. I don't know if it was because my parents thought it was satanic or like worshipping the devil or just like it was unsafe or something. But I think like near the end of my brother's childhood at least, like he went a few times. But I don't know, I guess I kinda see where like Christians and certain religious groups are coming from when they like don't let their kids celebrate Halloween. But mm-hmm. I also like for me personally I think it's kinda like I wouldn't do that. Just let them be kids. Yeah, I wasn't really um allowed to celebrate Halloween very much either. I wasn't allowed to go trick or treating or dress up as something scary. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I really, I think, like, I really wish I was, because I don't think it's very harmful mm-hmm. doing that. Like, it has, like, the most that it's affects me right now, not celebrating that, is now I have, like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually bone-chilling, afraid of supernatural undead and stuff. Like, I can't watch a zombie movie. I feel like if I was more exposed to that, if I wasn't so, yes, satanized or whatever for me, I feel like I would have, I, I, if I was more exposed, I, I feel like I would have been a little more numb to it and I would be okay. so afraid mm-hmm. of all this stuff, the, the stuff that, that is really isn't that harmful because, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to start worshiping the devil because I dressed up as Jack the Ripper for one for one day, right? Yep. Um, but yeah, I feel I feel like for the Harry Potter stuff, I heard that the same thing about Pokemon. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Because yeah. Pokemon, I don't you could say that literally about anything. Anything fantasy and I've I've also heard that it's wrong to fantasize about being like in another world or Yeah, and I'm like that's kind of I mean I, I sort of understand why people think that, but I, I don't agree with it because like I understand that like wishing that you were um you you went to Hogwarts and you, you were you met Harry Potter and you could fly a broom and play Quidditch was like yeah, cool. And, and I mean, and sometimes it's it it might become a little obsessive, but for the most case, most part, it won't happen like that. Instead, it'll be more of like a source of inspiration to young children. Like Pokemon's definitely not harmful to children, and like it, it, I don't think you can even get a video game addiction from Pokemon. Really. I don't think you can get a video game addiction from Pokemon. Your sister's addiction. Yeah, but that's I not mean, like a harmful addiction. Not something that people, <laughs> that someone, some parent would look at and be like, "Oh my God, get out of your screens!" Like, you know, on the DS, on your phone, or whatever. It's not. It's not killing you or distracting you from other things in your life. Well. I think it's better than your kid getting addicted to crack cocaine. So it's a, it's a great trade-off. What's um, wrong with crack cocaine? <laughs> what about you, Jeffrey? What do you think? 
Uh, I think that those parents are a little bit too excessive, like too strict. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they they're looking at it from such a negative point of view, like like what Caitlin said. These these things can help a kid be more creative, be more imaginative, and like inspire them in life. Like, mm-hmm. why aren't they looking at the positives? They could. I think if the kid starts worshiping a superhero, like literally, like as an idol, like in how the Bible says so, then they're not parenting them right. Because like they should be able to explain explain to a kid that these are fictional like characters that you can take inspiration from and not, um, I guess, put as like the 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 thing you should worship in your life. They should be able to tell their kids that and mm-hmm. help them, you know, understand that. Okay. Yeah, I completely get get where you guys are coming from. I definitely I have, grew up under parents. Sorry. I have something else to say. Yep. I Go for it. I think if anything, the 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 fake Christian movies are very harmful. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. They they push like a, a like a a view that is like fake. Like it it I don't know. I feel like the fake Christian movies are kind of unhealthy. Um, I can't really explain why. I just don't really like them. I, I can't explain they, why. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think they really like show what it's like to be a Christian very well. Have you guys ever watched heard of the movie God's Not Dead? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Have you guys watched it? Yes. I actually. What did it. you guys think about it? You guys watched it? I, we watched it a long, long time ago. So, well, at least okay. I, I don't like, remember the plot. Very scripted because it is scripted. I think it's because God's Not Dead was one of the biggest Christian movies that came out in the last ten years that I that I remember. And one thing that I I didn't watch, I watched clips of it, and then I read the Wikipedia short, and then I didn't even think about watching. But in essence, it comes out as propaganda. It it really mm-hmm. feels like a propaganda piece, like from the ground up. And I think that's the issue that I have with, and why I feel like it's harmful. Like it has a whole agenda to it from the beginning. Now I'm not saying other movies don't, but like one of my favorite movies of the last year, I think was. Uh, Parasite or Blade Runner 2049, all of these movies were entertaining entertaining experiences first. But at the same time, they delivered a really important message and the director's thoughts, their reflections, their feelings mm-hmm. in a very not-in-front-of-your-face manner. Like it's, there's, They mm-hmm. want to tell the story first. They don't want to preach to you. They want to tell the story first. And that's the issue with Christian movies. They want to preach first and then tell the story. And I think that's yeah. really, really harmful. In for especially for children, yeah, Blade Runner has a lot of religious undertone too. Yeah, yeah, I fucking, I really love Blade Runner. Oh, I should rewatch it again. Okay, and anyways, but good point, Caitlin. I completely agree. I hated Christian movies growing up, and I definitely won't ever let my kids watch stupid something stupid like that. But one thing that Jeff brought up that I really liked was that the parenting aspect, because. More of this is about how you parent your, and what John brought up too, is the communication. Like, if you're raising a child, 
every child is going to be different. I, I was very different from my brother. And I think my parents recognize that. And that's why my exposure to certain media is very different from what Caleb or Veronica had. And the way that I consume and reflect on things is basically different from my siblings. And I think that'll be true for any kid. Just because, you know, you came from the same parents doesn't mean everyone's exactly the same. Doesn't mean at age seven, suddenly you now can now watch Power Rangers and you can understand that people are dying and it's painful. But like, that's why I think it's what Jeffrey and John brought up was really important is that it's the dialogue. It's how you constantly engage with your child. And, you know, it's contextual. It's not a black and white thing. You can't overreact. So um, does anybody else have anything to add? <laughs> not really. All right. Well, the other question that I had on this topic, I guess, was have you guys ever listened to something or watched something and thought that this, you know, it's a secular thing. It has no Christian undertones. This specific medium has done more to express Christian values than so-called Christian bands or Christian movies. Have you guys ever felt that? And if so, can you think of an example? Just quickly, I guess. I'll say one, and then we can go down the list. I I mentioned Blade Runner. I think Blade Runner is still fantastic, and there's a lot of things that we can learn from it. Um, Martin Scorsese's Silence, I think, is the best Christian movie without it ever intending it to be. Maybe it did. Maybe, maybe he did. And the other one was Mother. But everybody, all of us in this podcast saw Mother, I guess. I think? Question mark? Did you guys see Mother, Jeffrey, and Faith? Were you guys hey, there? Mother. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. I, I, is this the one we watched together? Yeah, yeah, at our house. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I heard the spoilers. So I basically watched it. Yeah, well, I, I really loved Mother. Darren Aronofsky's Mother is fantastic. And I thought it has a lot of biblical allegories. And it, it it's a really good movie. And it also has a lot of good themes, I think. But anyways... Um, how about you, Jeffrey? Do you have anything that's like quote unquote secular that you thought was really good? Uh, I I don't have like a specific example, but I feel like I like when you said your question, like I I related to it. I was like, like there's probably a song out there that I listened to that gave me those feelings, but mm-hmm. I don't I don't have a specific example, man. Yeah, that's that's okay. And yeah, songs are a very good one. A lot of the Beatles songs, I think, have amazing lyrics. Uh, what about Caitlin slash Faith? Well, I didn't really have anything, but then Faith told me that I did have something. So, <laughs> so um, I didn't really attribute this before, but I guess I do now. Why not? Um, this is a movie called Life is Beautiful. It's an Italian movie. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really think, oh wow, godly, but I was, but it was, it is a really good movie, and I guess it does. I, I guess it can show God nicely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do you know the movie? Uh, no, I've never heard of it. Oh, What's I, it about? It's about um, an Italian man. He's a comedian, so it's like a funny movie. Um, mm-hmm. He 
he marries someone um and then they have a kid and then world war ii starts or world war i don't know one of the world war starts and then he gets sent to a concentration camp um with his kid and the, his wife follows him because she loves him um and then it's basically the entire movie he's trying to make um the concentration camp seem very fun and enjoyable and not a concentration camp to his son who uh he hid from the authority so he doesn't get gassed in the showers but yeah that the entire movie is just that um yeah i'm not gonna say what happens at the end but, but oh that yeah. sounds sad sounds like a sad movie it may or may what not a- be uh faith what about you um i did think of a song it's called is that it's i feel okay it some people use it on TikTok, but it's still a good song, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I listened to it before it got popular on TikTok. Anyways, um, it's called Welcome to Wonderland by Anson Zebra. And it's like a... It's playing with uh, Alice in Wonderland. And it's like Welcome to Wonderland. And he talks about like the things that were... Like, that were seen in Alice in Wonderland. But it's like, mm-hmm. there's many ways you can interpret the song, I guess. I never actually searched up what he really meant through the lyrics, but mm-hmm. it was just basically talking about Welcome to Wonderland. Like, here, there's like rabbits, here's, there's like, you know, beautiful things and blah, blah, blah. And I kind of interpreted like many different ways, but like one way could be like a relationship with Christ or even heaven, you know what I mean? It could mm-hmm. mean something like that, or just beautiful things in life. That yeah, that song kind of radiates Jesus vibes. And John, I can't really think of anything that I really that really made me feel like it was Christian, but. For some reason, I'm thinking of Sound of Silence. Oh, yeah. The Simon and Garfunkel song is really good, yeah. Simon and Garfunkel version. It can't really explain why I thought of this song or how this relates, to be honest. Well, Sound of Silence, I think, is 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 a great like example, I think. But it's... Yeah, continue, sorry. It's pretty cryptic, and it made me feel... Uh, I don't really know any word for this, but it made me feel present and attentive about it because of the particular mood the song gave. Mm-hmm. Like the raw emotion. Now that you mentioned Simon and Garfunkel's uh, song, there was... There was um well now it slipped my mind. Crap, I lost it. Oh no. Anyways, I'll come back to you. But the 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 reason I ask this question is that I think sometimes um we try to censor our kids or people from certain types of things because we know they're harmful. Like I don't 
think I'll be happy if my 13 year old son is found watching pornography. That wouldn't be, you know, one thing that I would promote in any manner. But if they're restricted because I'm scared they're going to watch pornography, I feel like they're going to be left out on so much other rich aspects of our culture in music, movies, art, film, literature, like all these, and even including video games. Like, I think there's a lot of these things out there that aren't labeled as Christian or labeled as safe for children, but that could still be really beneficial to them in their growth and um, yeah, just their life. So that's why I asked this sort of question because like we have a very diverse source of way to access this. Now we have Spotify now and Netflix to access all sorts of things and even like audible to listen to all kinds of books. So yeah. Uh, does anybody have anything to add to this? Um, yeah, I think I think the best parenting is is a is a good balance of of everything. Really, like I mean, there's like you said, there's so much stuff that we should expose to our kids at least a little bit. Otherwise, they they'll be so sheltered and everything, and when they get into the real world, they'll just not do well and it'll be on us as parents so. mm -hmm. uh, anybody else having that regarding this topic before i think it's really important that children get the opportunity to make mistakes which is hard mm -hmm. to do if you're really sheltered if you really shelter the kids. It might also mean not being able to know everything that the kid does in order to give them the room to do whatever. Well, we talk about a lot about raising children, huh? What about for adults? Let's switch the conversation a bit. I I confess I really loved Game of Thrones until season seven. Season eight was okay, even until season six, I think. Uh, rather until season six. But I was a big fan of Game of Thrones all along. And during that time, in Korean churches, it was used as the prime example of why you're like we shouldn't be watching TV. And I didn't bring it up at all to anybody in the Korean Christian circle that I was with at the time that I was watching Game of Thrones. But the, the pastor there was condemning it so hard. And meanwhile, I was waiting for season three to come out. So what, what about adults? Do you think adults... Like, do you believe that a church has authority to say, no, you shouldn't be watching this because it's harmful for you? Or is that outside of the church's, you know, I guess... Uh, authority? Question mark. I, I don't know what the right word is, but there's a lot of things that the church wants us to do, or ideally for to be ideal Christians. But one of the things that they try to do in certain places of the world—I don't know about Vancouver—but in certain places of the world is that they try to restrict what you watch and what you do. So, does the church have that sort of authority? And if not, how far does that authority go to keep you in a holy or a Christian lifestyle? Because we are 
supposed to be Christ-like. We're supposed to follow Christ. So how do we do that without there being restrictions in our own lives? But who who sets those lines? What, or is it all personal? Or does a church set it? Or does a pastor set it? But this is a very open-ended question. Um, John, I'm going to start with you, put you on the spot. Oh, no. Uh... Ah, right now I'm of the opinion that the church should not have that authority to restrict. It shouldn't be a church as an entity. If the church members, upon hearing about it, decides to have a conversation and say, you know, we don't like it that you're watching this, you know, okay. And maybe that's a big enough of a difference that Somebody labeled a church splits. But in a mature church setting, I don't think it would end like that, per se. Then what, how do you think the church should, like, how far do you think the church's authority should go into a person's personal life? Is the question basically I'm asking, because that's the sort of struggle that we have. Like, how do we become a Christian without becoming, like, sorry, how do we live a Christ-like life without being worldly, but at the same time without going too far. Like, who gives us that balance? And ideally, it should be the church, right? Ideally... Well... I'd say not formally, but... Yes, actually. Because mm -hmm. a church is not the building, but it's the people. Mm-hmm. And the people, and within the group, there's going to be a certain culture of expectations mm -hmm. about what you're allowed, what you should and should not do. And then there will be a set of expectations about what you ideally should or should not do. And if there's an expectation, and then people are able to talk about their experience about it, then they'd be able to decide whether this is time for an exception or not. What about Faith and Caitlin? Um, I personally, I don't think that you should rely, I don't think people should rely on the church to keep themselves in check. Like, I understand how, like, the church can help in a bit, like, the community and everything you know like uh, i think that is like helpful for someone to maybe be like hey can you be my partner and then like um i i know friends who have done this before like when they have like a partner who keep them in check and they'll check in like every day and they'll be like hey how are you doing or whatever with this thing you're trying to work on and i get i i support that like the community of the church can be very helpful to people but what i'm talking about is like in your daily decisions, I don't think you should be like, oh, I go to church, so I'm going to rely on church to tell me how to stay holy or like to be how, like, I don't think I should, I don't think they should rely on the church to basically tell them like every single thing like you should do in your life to be a Christian and to be holy and to be Christ-like. Um, I think that the church or like the pastor can like have like a sermon or like something where they like talk about general issues that people do face today 
and how these like sinful things that we watch or whatever can affect us because I honestly think that okay like the pastor can give their opinion on a certain topic or the church can have an opinion on a certain topic and they could say it but I don't think that it should be like okay you should definitely stop doing this because we believe that this is wrong because I still believe that there's people deserve like a free will to decide on what they like do with that information they're being told by the church that's mm-hmm. basically the gist of what it means mm-hmm. uh, I don't really have a good opinion on this because I don't really see myself as like a model Christian. So even if they tell me stop watching Game of Thrones, and if I like Game of Thrones, I'm probably gonna still keep watching it. I mean, I, I didn't even go to church today, so um, yeah. But I think the church should only really step in to your personal life when your personal life is affecting the church as a whole, like. If you're going off in riots and like slandering their name or whatever, um, yeah, if you're doing something that they they feel is morally morally wrong, like watching a TV show is not morally wrong. No one's gonna be like, I saw your church clergyman or whatever uh, watch. They were watching a. Uh, that one scene like Baywatch or something. I don't know. They're not going to be like, oh my gosh, my <laughs> church is satanic. Oh my God, I never knew you guys were a cult. Uh, yeah, like it's, I feel, I, it's, I don't feel like I, the personal life of the church members shouldn't uh, shouldn't really affect. I don't really mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, to be honest. Yep, yep. Word vomit. It's all right. I do it all the time. Jeffrey, what about you? I agree with Caitlin. Actually, like the church is pretty much uh, lost. Like most of its power ever since like uh, uh people just started doing their own things like it's it's not like the olden times where the catholic church had power and were able to actually affect people's lives like right now we're pretty much i don't know if it's exactly the question you're asking but like i don't think the church has any authority over what you do unless like like caitlin said like it affects them somehow like their reputation or I, I, whatever. I feel like the church actually has a lot of authority that people give credit for and i think that's why i asked this sort of question um on the daily like... oh sorry mm-hmm. yeah keep going no what's the question i maybe it'll be help uh i meant like um you mean do you mean influence in people's lives or straight up authority influence i guess is the better word than authority then okay um 
the way that it leads to our decision making and to our purchasing decisions, the way that if the my experience is especially in bigger churches, that is a lot more apparent. Like when somebody says X, people just do X together. And it's not because maybe it's not specifically because the church said as an organized organization said do this. It's maybe more of a herd mentality. Hey, you know, X member and Y member and Z member at church are doing this. Maybe we should be doing it too, type deal. And I felt I feel that it's true among any of the larger churches, maybe not in the smaller ones. And that sort of authority, I I feel like it's an authority just because it gets used like an authority, especially by the clergyman or the elders or the pastors and it's and I mean people that go to these, you know, 200, 300 congregations, they use that sort of authority to best abilities to what they think would be, you know, Christ-like or Christian or holy. So that's why I asked this sort of question. Maybe I asked the wrong crowd. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So you're like psychological authority, I guess. Yeah, yeah, okay. I guess, yeah. Yeah, like, that makes sense. Now let's talk about some churches that I know. Like, let's just say, for for reason's sake, this church has an opinion on a social opinion that uh they're they're more left-leaning and because they're left-leaning most of them are left-leaning their children are mostly left-leaning but then there comes a new member that visits the church and they're more on the fence they don't really know but because they're now starting to attend the left-leaning church that political opinion gets influenced and now you know changed because of who they interact with and who they talk with and i think that's sort of um not an outright authority, but like a, a more of a, a subtle way of changing people's opinions and influences is really, really powerful. And I think that's the, the sort of power that the church still has. You want to, especially if it's a, if for you, most of you guys, you guys have been going to the same church for the most of your life. So you probably want to go keep going to the same church for the rest of your life, just because of the people that you connect there. And that sort of social power that these group of people could have, I think, is a lot stronger than we give credit for sometimes. And if you disagree, just say it. And I, it's just my hypothesis, I guess. Yeah. What do you guys think? I think it makes sense. I mean, that's what you go to a church for, right? Yeah, You don't go definitely. to a church and be like, I'm not going to listen to a word they say. No, definitely. And that's why I think the question of how far does this authority reach or should or start right influence authority is a bad word reach is 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 a good sometimes a good question to have. Maybe not always, sometimes. You know, our church group might actually be a bad example of this cuz just not not a long time ago, half of our church left because of either differing opinions on certain topics or just because they didn't feel like the, the church was meeting their needs or whatever. So mm. our, our group might actually be one of the exceptions to, to the authority thing. Mm -hmm. But that's just us. I feel like 
this this authority or an influence applies to most most people. Yeah, I think I think even in our group, you can see most of the people who left were millennials. And <laughs> the people who stayed were the boomers and their kids. Were the boomers <laughs> and the millennials with familial ties into the church. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. And the children. The Gen Z. Us. The Zoomers. The, the Generation Gap podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. That's good. This is good. Uh, how long have we been going on today? Is it an hour yet? Has it been Almost an hour yet? Forty, yeah. Break started at 9.47. Now it's 10.40. Oh, cool. That's longer than I thought. I thought I thought it was, it'd be a really short episode today. But I think this is a good point to end it at, as, yeah. as Caitlin did, our self-plug. Uh, does anybody, anybody have closing thoughts that they want to add? No. Yes. No. Uh, All right. Watch Life is Beautiful. Oh yeah, this is one last question I had. Somebody mentioned, I think it was Caitlin. Is like, oh, like the church shouldn't really care what you know the people watch. What if there was a clergyman on a Sunday afternoon? They got caught watching porn at church. Like, would that be any different versus watching? Why would you watch porn at there's church? A, I yeah, would not a place you watch at home, but oh my god, how sick do you have to be to watch at church? <laughs> no, but you said it doesn't matter what what media you consume. Okay, but like, I was just saying, if somebody caught you at church watching Game of Thrones versus, okay, not Game of Thrones, okay, Teletubbies, it doesn't matter, but suddenly if you watch, watch porn... Watch Teletubbies at yeah. church, it's demonic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, like... Uh, there is a difference, though. Like, if, if I mean, if you go to church, you should believe there is, a, like, it is a kind of sacred space. You shouldn't be, like, the same reason you wouldn't shoot up in church. If, if the church means anything to you, just don't do it. Okay, then how about the other one? What if an elder or any leadership member gets caught watching porn at their own home? Should that put the leadership's position in threat or in question. No. No? I feel, I feel like that's, that's fine. Everyone oh, does word. it. <laughs> Everyone I does it. Church. I, I would be more sus of the person that caught them. I'm like, what are you doing there when they're watching porn? <laughs> like, <did> you, <laughs> what? I think, I think it should, it's good. Because I watched a YouTube video once of uh, it's a priest talking to um, a porn star, and I think it's good because she did ask him like, "Do you watch porn? Do you jack off?" And he's just like, "Yeah, I do that." I think I I don't know. I found that really like kind of like a breath of fresh air, you know. Mhm. We should talk an episode about the, uh, on 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 masturbation. We should talk about that. That'll be interesting. What you guys think? Because, yeah, okay, but uh, so I guess it's it's I don't really consider church to be any different from any other physical space. Is 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 my thought growing up? 
It's a space. And just because we choose to worship in that space doesn't make that specific space more holy than another. So for me, it's always been, what's so different about, like, what's the divide? Like, for China, like, uh, not, uh, let's just say <sighs> Wilmington. Wilmington's a big, big church in here. Everyone knows Wilmington. What's differentiating from Wilmington as soon as you go into that door versus outside that door? Like, what, except that fiscal wall that divides it, what makes that church so much whole, like, the inside holier than the outside has always been, like, a question of mine. So I feel like the, the differentiating factor isn't really, like, a, isn't a thing for me. Like, if it was, like, going back to this really weird scenario, if there was a leadership member in, at, a, at a big mega church, and it's, it's like at nine in the evening, no one's there, and he's by himself, or she's by them herself watching porn, and somehow that gets caught in the internet history later on. Does that matter? Like, I don't think it does. It, because it's the I, same scenario as watching at home, right? No, but I feel like it's it's a matter of respect, right? Like, that place is 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 where people go to worship, and it's where people find God. I mean, I don't know. It's like certain things don't have to be like log, not logic. How do I explain this? Like, they don't have to be rational. Yeah, like it's it's more like a concept. Like it's, you're respecting that place by not doing that business there. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Like maybe in the future. Oh, sorry. Maybe in the future, if porn is less, um, less, I don't know what you call it. Taboo? Taboo, yeah. If, if it's less taboo, then sure, whatever. I guess maybe you could watch porn at church. But I feel like right now, like the people congregate there for a reason. And as a member of the, like, the clergy or like a part of the congregation, if you have like a status there, um, I don't like. I feel like you should be assuming that status when you're there, or when you're just, talking to, when you're in the presence of other worshippers. I just want to be clear. I, I'm not saying it's okay to do it. I'm just saying <laughs> that to me, the difference is seems a bit like the difference between home and church. God's always there. Just saying. Is 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 what I'm trying to say, but anyways, yeah, that's a very good point. These are very well, very good points. Yeah, well, this is like I think what Jeffrey and I are talking about is more or less about our relationship with God and more our relationship with other Christians. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes more sense. All right. If that is all, then today. Uh, any any other closing thoughts? No. All right. For sure, this time we're going to end. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs>